an exclusive interview with the young star of the biggest pop culture phenomenon of the past year, Anthony Ramos from Broadway's Hamilton, on Pop Culture Confidential. Hi, my name is Christina Yerling Biro. Thank you for joining me. Before we start the show, I want to say that this week, Pop Culture Confidential is celebrating one year of shows. And I just want to take a moment to thank you all, the listeners, for joining us on this ride so far. All your comments and shout outs and encouragement, it's been great. And if you're a new listener, if you missed any of the shows, please go back to popcultureconfidential.com and listen. You'll find exclusive interviews with Gloria Steinem or Quantico's Priyanka Chopra, Carol screenwriter Phyllis Naj, TV writers and showrunners from The People vs. O.J. Simpson, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and costume designers Curtin Bart of Hunger Games, for example, and so much more. Thank you so much for this amazing ride that just keeps growing. I really appreciate it. And now... Alexander Hamilton My name is Alexander Hamilton And there's a million things I haven't done But just you wait, just you wait When he was ten, his father split full of it Debt ridden two years later See Alex and his mother bedridden half dead Sitting in their own sick, the scent thick And Alex got better, but his mother went the hip-hop Broadway juggernaut about the life of founding father Alexander Hamilton must be the most talked-about pop culture phenomenon that the least amount of people have been able to see. Unless you're one of the lucky few that's been able to get a hold of one of those sold-out tickets, or one of the enormous plethora of celebrity fans, ranging from Tom Cruise, Prince, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Amy Schumer, Kanye, and pretty much every other celebrity on the planet, these tickets are sold out for years. According to a recent New York Times magazine story, the show is raking in $500,000 in profit each week. An advanced ticket sales for Hamilton totaled at $82 million in February, and about 400 sold-out shows. But the buzz has made the soundtrack a success, even for those who haven't seen the show. A special arranged live performance for the Grammys reached a huge TV audience. And that amazing cast performance at the White House for President Obama and the First Lady can be seen online. Go to popcultureconfidential.com before you listen to the rest of the show and see for yourself. The creator is Lin-Manuel Miranda, the genius behind Hamilton. He wrote the show's music and lyrics and stars in the title role. And he's achieved what seems to be an impossible recipe for success, mixing rap, R&B, and pop culture references to tell the story of the founding father Alexander Hamilton's life, from orphan to chief architect of the American financial system, and putting music to a conflict between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr that ended in a duel that went down in history. Hamilton is a masterpiece with a soundtrack so addictive it has a life of its own. And it's in Hamilton we find the incredibly talented singer and actor, 24-year-old Anthony Ramos, a Brooklyn native of Puerto Rican descent, playing not one but two roles in the production, John Lawrence, who was one of the first abolitionists, and Philip Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton's oldest son. And it's a role of a lifetime that comes early for this young force. 
Here is Anthony Ramis performing the song My Shot at the White House in front of the President and First Lady. First you will hear President Obama introducing the cast, and then Anthony is the first performer to sing. Hello, everybody. Oh, welcome to the White House. It is an understatement to say this was one hot ticket. The last time I went to Hamilton, I didn't even get to see the show. They just let me come on stage and talk after the curtain fell. So, feeling a little deprived, uh, we invited the cast to perform today because we wanted to share this incredible musical with folks who might otherwise not get the experience. And I want to thank them so much, uh, the show's producers, for help, helping to bring Hamilton to the White House. Uh, I came from afar just to say bonsoir to the king, cause it's well, who is the best? C'est moi. Bra, bra. I am Hercules Mulligan, up in it, loving it. Yes, I heard your mother say, come again. Yes. Lock up your daughters and horses. Of course, it's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets. Oh, no more sex. <laughs> Pour me another brew, son. Let's raise a couple more to, to the, the revolution. revolution. Well, if it ain't the prodigy of Prison College, give us a verse, drop some knowledge. Mr. Anthony Ramis, thank you so much for being here with us, and congratulations on your amazing performance and the amazing show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about that moment that we just heard. You're 24 years old. You're a few feet away from the president and the first lady at the White House. What were you thinking? What was it like? I mean, it was, you know, it was like something out of it. This is just like things you dream about. Like you're like, man, what, what if one day I get to perform for the president? Uh, what, what if one day I get to, like, chill with the president for a little bit or, you know, and then next thing you know, it happens. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a dream to do things like that. And, um, and you know, for that to happen, I mean, you know, if it was, it, I literally didn't know what to feel, honestly. I didn't, I don't recall what I felt in that moment, actually. I was just so, I was so in it that, that I don't, I don't even know what I felt. Adrenaline. I was just full of adrenaline. I was full of excitement. I was trying to, stay co as composed as, as I can because everyone else around me seemed composed. <laughs> you know, relax, chill out, everything's good. You know, and to see, you know, you know, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama like just bumping their heads to the music and Michelle singing the words. Like, I'm like, man, this is dope. This is so dope. <laughs> um, were you all there? Were you there a whole day? What was it like, the whole experience? It was awesome. We, you know, a, a lot of what people don't talk about is what we got to do during the day. Um, you know, people talk about us performing for the president, but I think my favorite part of the day, honestly, was working with these kids. We, we, um, so we do this education initiative for the show and, uh, 
and uh, uh, they've, they've created a curriculum for um, these high school kids that come to see our show. We're, we're doing these student matinees on Wednesdays, like one Wednesday each month now. And um, and before they the kids see the show, they come to they'll come to the theater at ten o'clock and they'll prepare. They'll perform on on our stage the uh, like a three minute to five minute piece based on. Uh, based on a subject topic in the curri- within the curriculum that Hamilton has created for this. So history, basically. Yeah, yeah. It ha- all of it has to do with with history. You know, the the making of the Federalist Papers and and the letters between Eliza uh, and and uh, and and Hamilton and Mariah and Hamilton. You know, Mariah Reynolds and Hamilton. When you were their age, which wasn't all that long ago, did you know this part of history? No. Nah. I was asleep this whole this whole time. This when we were learning this in class, my head was on my desk with my eyes closed until that bell rang to go to the next class. That was, you know, I was not paying attention. And um, I mean, it was awesome. I was even out. You know, it's just it's amazing the kind of conversations I have now at at, at dinner or over drinks. Getting back a little bit to the music of the show. So even Miranda himself has said that the pitch was crazy, um, sort of getting rap, hip hop, that it works in this story, which is essentially about a group of white politicians. Um, but someone described hip hop as being the true American DNA. Would you agree that that's why it works? Yeah, I think so. You know, the hip hop, the thing with hip hop is that there isn't an, any other type of music. There's a lot of words. And um, I think Americans, in particular, got a lot to have a lot to say. And I think, Greg. I think you know, I think it's. I love that point. You know, so I, yeah. So I think hip hop is. I think hip hop is the DNA of America. I, I would I would have to agree with that. Then hip hop, you can just say it all, and fit it into one verse, and then give a little chorus, and then say it all again in the second verse. You know, and, and then give the chorus again to reiterate what the what the operative point is, and then you give a bridge to kind of cap it off, and then again hit them with the hit them with the chorus, and then that's it. Song's done, and you know, and and uh, I mean hip hop, hip hop. I love I love hip hop, and and um and I'm so happy that that you know because it's it's our music right now. Hip hop is like the music of our time. Who are some of the artists that have influenced the songs in this musical? Uh, Mob Deep. Uh, yeah, uh, Eminem, DMX. You know, you can hear you can hear all of these references. Biggie. There are a lot of Biggie references. Notorious B.I.G. in 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 this in this musical. It's so it's so awesome. Like to hear you know like in my song in particular, "Blow Us All Away." Like I'm only 19. But my mind is older, you know. That's that's from a Mob Deep song called Shook Ones, mm-hmm. you know. And and um, I love that. I used to listen to that song all day, you know. The, the, um, you know, and, and and Biggie Smalls like Ten Crack Commandments, you know, the Ten Dual Commandments. Number one, the challenge demands satisfaction. If they apologize, no need for further action. Number two, if they don't grab a friend, that's your second. Your lieutenant, when there's reckoning to be reckoned. Number three, have your seconds meet face to face. Negotiate a or negotiate a time and place. 
This is commonplace, especially between recruits. Most disputes die and no one shoots. Not with four. If they don't reach a peace, that's all right. Time to get some pistols and the doctor on site. You pay him in advance. You treat him with civility. You have him turn around so he can have deniability. Uh, another biggie reference in the battle. When he's like, if you don't know, now you know, Mr. President. You know, that's from... Uh, from Juicy, you know, Biggie's song, you know, and it's, it's awesome, man. It's just awesome to hear all of these references um, in our show. And, like, I just get really excited. I, and then there are a bunch of musical theater references, but I get way more excited at the hip-hop references. For those though, who haven't been able to see Hamilton, because there's a lot of people, the tickets are scarce, <laughs> um, tell us a little briefly about the plot and your roles. The musical is based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, who was our first Treasury Secretary. Um, he helped build our banks, and and uh, he helped to uh, he helped in the development of the country. Uh, you know, he he fought in the war, and um, along alongside George Washington, and and um, he was one of our founding founding fathers who who was kind of forgotten. You know, we talk about Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and all those guys, but we, we never talk about Hamilton probably because he died pretty early in his life. He got into a, uh, he got into, he had a duel with a a man named Aaron Burr, who is um, our narrator um, in the story. But you play two roles. Yeah, I play two roles. I played John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton. John Lawrence was an abolitionist. He was Mm -hmm. uh, from South Carolina Unfortunately, died at a young age. Died at 27, and he was, he was pretty. He was like extremely close with Hamilton. They were, you know, I don't think I don't. Uh, I think it's safe to say they were best friends. People think they may have had some kind of like love uh, thing going on, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of their letters are pretty sultry. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't know. But. Uh, uh, yeah, and um, John Lawrence, uh, John Lawrence led uh, a platoon. He actually led the first group of black soldiers fighting along, um, fighting alongside him. And Philip Hamilton is is Hamilton's son. Philip Hamilton was a pretty, uh, <clears throat> pretty awesome student. I mean, the kid, the kid was full of like swag. The kid was so smart. There was there were high hopes for him. He was, uh, I mean. Yeah, you know, and and there isn't much about him in history because he died so early, oh, so early on. He died at 19, and um, also died in a duel against a guy named George Eaker. And uh, he um, father and son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died actually defending his father's honor. You know, um, George Eaker said something ill about his dad and challenged him to a duel, and um, it ended it ended badly for him. But um, you know, those are the two characters I play. You said that when you sing um, the song where Philip raps to his dad when he was nine, um, that it reminds you of yourself. Can you explain how? Yeah, I think you know it reminds me of myself because you know my dad wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't around a lot when I was a kid. So it was um, when he came around, it was it was like you know I I, I kind of equated to like how you know Philip. You know, when when I was developing the character, when he's nine years old, you know, I was just like, I think a nine-year-old would be really nervous to share this with his dad, who he's not seen probably for a while, but also, like, inside, pretty excited once he gets into it. And I think I was like that as a kid. Like, I'd have, like, you know, 
I'd have a new, like, I'd be excited to show my dad my new batting stance, or I'd be, you know, I'd be excited to, uh, to share new things with him that he's missed for the past month, for the past few months, or, or, or you know, six months, or a year, or whatever. And um, yeah, I was nervous, but I was, you know, there was an excitement in me that, uh, you know, that I guess it was kind of pent up, you know, you don't see him for a while. I'm on my way. There's a little surprise before supper, and it cannot wait. I'll be there in just a minute. Save my plate. Alexander, okay, okay. your son is nine years old today. He has something he'd like to say. He's been practicing all day. Philip, take it away. Daddy, daddy, look. My name is Philip. I am a poet. I wrote this poem just to show it. And I just turned nine. You can write rhymes, but you can't write mine. What? I practice French and play piano with my mother. Uh-huh. I have a sister, but I want a little brother. Okay. My daddy's trying to start America's bank. Staying when you were a kid, you were actually a baseball star as a kid. When did you start performing? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I was a baseball star, but I was good. I wasn't like I wasn't gonna play in the major leagues, but um, but I was I was a good player. Well, you never know with your dedication. I mean, I yeah, I guess you know. I mean, I don't know who knows, but you know, <laughs> I was uh, um, I played ball in high school, and and you know, since I was about ten and and all through high school, and and I was gonna I wanted to play in a Division three college, and and just I was gonna pitch for a division a Division three school, and I kind of. Um, I kind of lost my love for the game. I mean, I don't know. I, I never thought it happened to me, but I really like, I just one day was on the field and I was like, man, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play this game. I mean, I love this game. I still love the game so much, but, um, but I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't have, I don't have the, the zeal for this anymore. I don't want to go to practice anymore. I don't feel like, I don't feel like, you know, and then, um, and I, and, and at the same time, I had started to get into, um, the theater in my junior year of high school, I, I like auditioned for. Uh, I thought it was a talent show that, that you know over the loudspeaker they made an announcement. Hey, come audition for Sing, and I didn't know what this was. I had no idea. I thought I was walking into an audition for a talent show. I was like, I haven't sung in a while. I don't really sing ever. Whatever. Let me go sing one song. My mom's gonna love it, <laughs> and then that's it. We out. Right. And then, but. <laughs> You know, I ended up singing the song, and they're like, hey, can you read these lines? And I'm like, wait, you want me to read these lines for what? They're like, oh, this is a musical. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not reading those lines. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 just try. Just just give it a shot. I read the lines, and they gave me one of the lead parts in the musical. And then I just fell in love with it. And I, and, and I guess I guess I had a moment where I was like, I found something that I actually love more than playing ball. And now you're on Broadway, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I figure that's a totally incredible experience. Can you describe sort of a day of the show uh, when you get there? And this is eight days a week. Yeah, the, the feeling of being on Broadway. Yeah, what, does it, what is a day like on a, on a show day? I try to catch up with friends as much as I can. But, you know, I'm also doing auditions. You know, as an actor, you know, you never, you never stop hustling. You always... You're always working. Even when you're not working, you're, like, working. So even when you're in, like, the most hugely successful show that's on right now, you're still out doing auditions. Yeah, yeah, doing auditions. Because it doesn't stop at Hamilton. It only starts at Hamilton. You know, so it's like, you know, Hamilton is, you know, but I also have been doing better about, like, kind of chilling out 
and just keeping my mind right and my body right for the show because the show's show comes first. So your background is Puerto Rican, as is Lin-Manuel Miranda's. Um, and what's sort of the significance, you think, of having performers of, of color telling a story of the founding fathers? I think um, I think the significance of it is that, like, that's the way America looks now. This is the way our country looks right now. You know, like, the stage in which... How the stage looks at Hamilton is... We we literally have every color represented in this show, like white, black, brown, whatever. It's all it's all up there. Everybody's up there doing it, doing it together. You know, we're doing it. We're doing it for each other and for the audience. Like it's like it's literally an exemplification of every kind of person on stage in one place, working together to make something beautiful happen. And I think that it's a microcosm of what our country could be and what our country is, really. I think, you know, a bunch of people from different places all come into this one place to make this thing work. And um, obviously, there are always, there are always like, there's always a place to go and there's always a place to work towards. But I think, I think, um, our show is like a, is like a mini version of what this country is now today. And there's a great line, immigrants, we get the job done. Yeah. It just seems now in this election year with Trump and everything that just, just we need that and it just resonates so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because immigrants do get the job. Okay. <laughs> immigrants may just, you know, no one was from here. Well, Hamilton was an immigrant. Yes, he was, you know. You know, they even dispute if Hamilton was was uh, was mixed. You know, Hamilton came from Saint Croix, right? And he was an orphan, so they don't quite know where his. I think particularly his his dad, where his dad is from. But like, they they say Hamilton was was mixed. You know, who knows? But like, immigrants immigrants create made this country. You know, and immigrants continue to help this country thrive. You became sort of incredibly famous in a really short time, and you've had, like, everyone there, Prince and Beyonce, oh my God. What has it been like to become a son? Is it all good? Who, who's the most exciting person you met? Um, I think Barack Obama was the most exciting person. Well, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, I met Mark Anthony. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. And, like, he hugged me and was like, dude, I'm so proud of you, man. Like yo, he hugged me like if like if I was his like nephew, like that he hasn't seen in a long time, and such a sweet dude, and and that was you know that was so awesome. And I grew up listening to Mark Anthony's music like as a kid, and and um and that was pretty awesome. And uh, you know I've met some I've met some awesome people like, and I've met people who I've created friendships with as well, like Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls, and uh, mm -hmm. like. Jerry Seinfeld and Jessica Seinfeld, like, all because, you know, we've met on the stage and we just kind of just hung out, you know, and, like, we're like, what's up? We're kicking it. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and you know, and, and um, it's been a blessing to just, like, you know, meet meet so many people, like, in in one year. I would have never met, I mean, like, we, we got invited to Prince's Prince was having a private party 
in a private performance at this like small club and just invited our cast. Wow. Like things like that. Like what? You know, and and but it's been awesome to share it though with this um this this like specific group of people though. But what's next for you? You've had you have some big TV roles and, and, and what's next for you, you think? I mean I'm 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 doing an independent feature film um called Patty Cakes, uh Produced by Michael Gottwald, who um, produced a movie called The Beast of the Southern Wild, and mm. um, that's coming out. You know, I'm like working on my music, and you know, there's nothing set in stone right now. Like I said, I'm really like really focusing on the show right now. And there's a lot of talk that the show is going to different places in London. Will you move on with the show, or, or? I, I don't, I don't quite know. Right now, I'd like to stay on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't really want to move around with the show right now. Maybe, uh, maybe in a few years, if I'll be back, maybe you know I'd like to come back and 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 do it again uh, somewhere else, maybe for a few months or whatever. Um, but you know, right now I think I think my main focus is just staying here in New York and uh, working out here and doing it out here. And, but you will be on on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna stick around, I'm gonna stick around on Broadway probably. Good, because I have to get a chance to see you also. <laughs> this was so much fun. Mr. Rent, thank you so much for taking your time. I really appreciate it. It's so great. Thank you, Christina. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Sending all my love to Sweden. Thank you, Anthony Ramis. You can see him on Broadway in Hamilton if you can get a hold of one of those tickets. And the show will be in Chicago and London in the near future as well. The soundtrack is on Spotify. And thank you again, listeners, for making this first year of Pop Culture Confidential so incredible for me. And thank you, Tom Hansen and Renee Vitestedt, for all your hard work and dedication. It's so much fun. Please keep sending your comments and tweets, and most of all, sharing the show, because that's what really keeps us growing and spreading. Our Twitter is at PodPopCulture, and the webpage is PopCultureConfidential.com. You can hear the show on Acast, iTunes, and Tevedax. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, theme music by Carl Boy, produced by René Wittestedt and myself. I'm Christina Jörling-Biro. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.